you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. Welcome to Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. Every Thursday, I'm joined on Air Talk by professional TV critics to review and discuss the newest cable TV, broadcast, and streaming series. With so much content available, we know it's hard to pick something to watch, and we're here to help. All right, let's meet this week's critics. Daddy was a drifter, her mama just wasn't right. Her brother said forgive her, but her sister put up a fight. When the moon goes down and the lights come up, it's a lonely one. If you need me, I'll be smoking darts in the sun. It's Sun Darts, a song made by the Letterkenny character Jim Dickens in season 12, episode 2 of this series, which airs on Hulu, its final season. We'll hear about that momentarily as we're joined by critics Eric Deggins of NPR and Liz Shannon Miller, senior entertainment editor for Consequence. Let's get started with the first series, The Brother's Son, which is streaming on Netflix. It follows Charles' son, a Taipei gangster who settled into his life as a ruthless killer but has to come to Los Angeles. Michelle Rowe and And uh, Justin Chien, star in the series. Uh, Liz, please tell us about The Brother's Son. Yeah, so this is a very fun combination of kung fu uh, action and comedy and actually some pretty interesting drama as well. It's a, you know, it's a family story uh, very much in that tradition of, uh, you know, Asian martial arts uh, stories, but it's also, you know, a lot of fun uh there's a it's it's hard it's, it's i'm having a hard time describing it actually but it's I, I would say it's a must see for anyone in los angeles just because it's a very much a los angeles show it's uh shoots it shoots on location it's a real tribute to the san gabriel valley which as we all know is the best place to get chinese food in this ca- in this area uh it, it's it's really it's a it's a lot of fun if the genres in question are up your alley that and michelle yo is incredible as oh yeah she never she's never anything less than great uh the brother's son is streaming on netflix rated tvma uh all eight of the episodes premiering today now the golden wedding is what has ensued from the golden bachelor a huge hit for abc and streaming on hulu now we get the wedding hosted by jesse Palmer, Eric, uh, I assume you're very much looking forward to uh, this airing tonight. Uh, I don't know about assuming <laughs> that. <laughs> People who know me know that I am very critical of reality TV, so-called reality TV shows, and I'm particularly critical of the Bachelor franchise. But the Golden Bachelor uh, was a huge hit. It presented um, this seventy-something uh, Bachelor, uh, Gary Turner. 
And, uh, you know, he went through the whole bachelor process and he found uh, the woman that uh, he decided he wanted to marry. And they have said that they wanted, even though the show only concluded a, a couple months ago, uh, they decided they wanted to uh, get married right away. But it's become this TV event. And one of the women who competed on the show is actually going to officiate this marriage tonight. And um, the the woman who who Gary said that the other woman, the runner up, who he he said he loved right until he told her he didn't, <laughs> she's actually coming too, even though she had emergency oh. surgery. So you know this is all you know it, it it's all sort of a gauzy soap soap opera that's wrapped up in this romance. People may recall that the Hollywood Reporter did some reporting and found out that Gary Turner, Turner's claims that he hadn't dated since his wife died in 2017 weren't exactly exactly true and that um you know his employment history was kind of fudged by ABC to make it look as if he might be more upper middle class than actually he was which is just part of the the show's sort of bizarre focus on recasting romance as this sort of um you know upper middle class kind of thing but a lot of people loved uh watching these older people fall in love and and um and try to build a life with each other. And and this wedding special is going to further that. And I expect it will be as big a hit as the actual uh, show was. Eric, I so wonder whether devotees of reality TV believe what they're seeing is real or whether it's just a willful suspension of disbelief for the pleasure of what they're seeing acted out. I think they I think if you ask them, they would say that it's a willful suspension of disbelief. But I think when you actually ask them uh, about the people that they're watching, they believe uh, more of, of, of what they're being told about these people uh, than they're willing to admit when you ask them directly. And that's why when you hear people who've been on Vanderpump Rules or you hear people who've been on Below Deck or you hear people who've been on some of these shows talk about how they're taken advantage of by the production, fans are still surprised because they want to believe the illusion. They want to believe the story they're being fed, even when it's completely manipulated by producers and you are not told enough as a viewer to fully understand what you're seeing. Uh, and 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 that's the thing that I've all that's the problem I always had with a yeah. lot of reality TV is that at, at its core, uh, a lot of it is a lie to the viewer. It is pretending that what it is showing you is what actually happened when what you're actually seeing could be highly manipulated in ways that producers don't admit or acknowledge. It's professional wrestling, but without the um, without it being widely understood that it's that it's like <laughs> professional wrestling. The Golden Wedding on ABC tonight at eight o'clock Pacific, and then streaming on Hulu starting tomorrow. Letter Kenny in its twelfth and final season. The Hulu streaming comedy starring Jared Kiso and Nathan Dales. Uh, Kiso and Jacob Tierney are the creators of the series. Liz, for those not familiar with Letter Kenny, please fill us in. Letter Kenny is uh, a bit hard to describe. It is a very singular comedy from that is extraordinarily Canadian in its attitude and its approach, but it's rural Canadian. Uh, don't get hung up on the whole Canadians are always nice uh, stereotypes. There's a lot of fist fighting in the show. But it's such a if, if you're a fan of Letterkenny, you know, the slogan, you know, the slogans, you know, the, the catchphrases you it's it's such a wonderfully silly and Im, silly immersive world to fall into. And so this is the final season of but it's been a, of a very long running show. Uh, and it's you know, it go it goes out as strong as it came in. And it's a very sweet it, it's it's a sweet and sad goodbye. But at the same time, uh, you know. 
Uh, pitter patter get at or when it comes to spinoffs one hopes letter canny in its 12th and final season on hulu all of the episodes are available now all six of them only murders in the building of course has had three seasons that have streamed on hulu now abc obviously in short supply for content because of the recently settled strikes is going to be airing season one on broadcast television in case you don't Subscribe to Hulu. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez are the stars. Eric, your thoughts about uh, what I presume will be edited version of Only Murders on ABC? Yeah, it'll be edited because profanity that's allowed on streaming is not allowed in broadcast television. But it'll be interesting to, 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 uh, to see how this works. CBS found success in bringing Yellowstone uh, from the world of uh, cable television and streaming on Peacock to uh, the CBS television network. And uh, they they started, ABC started airing these episodes of Only Murders in the Building on Tuesday. Um, and, and they seem to have done pretty well as well. So I think what, we're, what that's going to do is it's going to prompt a lot of streaming services that are owned by companies that also own broadcast networks to think about whether or not they have other things that might also uh, work well on the broadcast network rather than paying a bunch of money to create an entirely original series. Why not take something uh, that's sitting uh, you know, on the streamer, and particularly something that may have come out years ago, like the first season of, of uh, Only Murders in the Building, and, and, and represent it to an entirely new audience. Now, if you're, if you're a Hulu subscriber, you've been paying to see Only Murders in the Building, and all of a sudden it shows up on broadcast TV uh, essentially free, uh, that might be that might I think if, if the streamers do that too much, that may cause a problem where people say, well, why am I paying for the streaming service when I can wait a couple of years and see it for free? But uh, for right now, it seems to be something that's working. And I think we're going to see it happen more often with other streaming services and, and broadcast. Channels. I think, Eric, CBS has done that with Star Trek Discovery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, well, that was a little that was a little different setup where um, they they aired the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery on CBS as the show was beginning. Okay, um, which is which was a little different. But to they spare did, signups, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which which was uh, which is a little different than taking a show that's already successful on streaming and then representing it on broadcast. Yeah, very good, very good point. Eric Daggins with us. Only murders in the building. Again, the first season is broadcast on ABC stations. Uh, on Tuesday nights, the first three episodes uh, are uh, made their debut uh, last week. This is TV Talk from LAS 89.3. We'll be right back after this. Support for LAS comes from Will Gear Theatricum Botanicum, returning with a season of outdoor summer repertory theater on its scenic stage in the woods of Topanga with picnicking in the gardens before the show. A Midsummer Night's Dream is back along with The Winter's Tale, Wendy's Peter Pan, and Tartuffe Born Again set at a TV station in Baton Rouge. And for a contentious election year, Bernardo Cubrias, the Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latinx, Latin vote. Tickets at theatricum.com. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis, or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. 
Hi, this is Larry Mantle, and you're listening to Air Talks TV Talk, a weekly review of the newest cable TV, broadcast, television, and streaming series. Let's get back to reviews. That's the theme song of Pokemon Concierge, streaming on Netflix, the Japanese stop-motion animation series. Liz, what do you think of Pokemon Concierge? You know, I put this show on at the end of a very long, stressful day, and it it was like the waves of stress were just flowing off me, uh, just sh- shifting off. Like it was, it's such a pleasant, cute show to watch. It, uh, it the episodes are short. It's just very very much a story of a young lady who goes to an island that li- where the pokemon li- go to vacation and it's her job to make sure the pokemon have a nice time on their vacation that is it that is the show that is all you need <laughs> the stop motion animation is beautiful it's very tactile there's like fuzziness to the characters it's really pleasant it's yeah. just a really nice time and sounds very family friendly Oh, yes, extremely family friendly. You can have your kids beside you to tell you who the Pokemon are, because I do not know the names of Pokemon. I just know they're cute. We're talking about Pokemon Concierge, which has all four episodes out. They came out right before the new year on Netflix, rated TV PG. Criminal Record, a British crime drama streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. It stars uh, Kush Jumbo, Peter Capadley, and Stephen Campbell Morve. Paul Rutman is the creator of this series. Eric, what do you think of Criminal Record? Yeah, this is a really interesting drama. Uh, it's set in Britain, uh, and it features Cus Jumbo. People may remember her uh, from playing a lawyer on The Good Wife uh, and The Good Fight. Um, she plays a younger uh, police detective uh, who um, comes to believe that a Black man may have been uh, sent to jail for murder unfairly. And Peter Capaldi, who people were, remember played the 12th Doctor Who on this, uh, the 12th edition of the Doctor on Doctor Who, uh, they will, they, uh, uh, Peter Capaldi plays the guy who led the task force, which may have been racist and may have unfairly put this guy in jail. And there's a cat and mouse game between Peter Capaldi's character and Cus Jumbo's character that's really interesting and and gets at all the uh, disquieting notions of trying to examine how racism works in policing, how race works in modern day Britain, um, what what it's like for a woman. She's uh, a woman of color who's married to a white man, and they have a mixed race child, and they're they're dealing with that. And and um, and Peter Capaldi's character has an odd connection to the survivor of the woman who the uh, black woman who was murdered. So it is. Uh, it's a it's it's a wonderful stew of different um, you know plot lines and ideas that this series is trying to comment on. Criminal Record streaming on Apple TV Plus. The first episode premieres next Wednesday. There will be a total of eight in the British series. Another British series. This on PBS is Funny Woman, starring Gemma Arterton, Tom Bateman, and Arshur Ali. Morwenna Banks is the creator of Funny Woman. Liz. Yes, this is based on the Nick Hornby novel, uh, which is about a young woman in the 1950s who ends up becoming a television star. And it's 
it's gotten a little bit of if you saw that last night in Soho, like the early episodes have a little bit of that vibe to them, just about you know enjoying the modness of uh, of London at that time. And uh, Jenna Jenna is a really incredible comedic actress, and she really sells the idea that she belongs on television at, at that time, playing a very quote unquote funny woman. Uh, it's you know it's a good if if you're interested in uh, you know behind the scenes of the of making a television. If you're just in it for a good period drama, this is uh, not period drama, even kind of period dramedy. It's, there's a lot of charm to this one. I had a good time. Funny Woman airs on PBS stations. The first episode premiering on January 7th. There'll be a total of six episodes in the series. Presumably it'll be streaming on the PBS platform as well. Season four of True Detective, the anthology series that streams on Max and is shown on HBO, will be arriving uh, coming up uh, very, very soon. There'll be a total of six episodes. Uh, and Jodie Foster and Callie Reese are the co-stars. Nick uh, Pizzolato is the creator of True Detective. Eric, please uh, share with us uh, about the series set in Alaska. Yeah, so people may uh, remember that True Detective is an anthology series. Uh, it was uh, originally started as a um, a set of, uh, I think, eight episodes featuring uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. And every season they did it, they would have a different story with different actors. So in this fourth iteration, it's a completely different story. It's not much connected to the first one, although there is a couple of connections that I don't want to reveal because that's a spoiler. And uh, Jodie Foster plays uh, a law enforcement official in Alaska who's investigating uh, a, a very bizarre crime, a very bizarre uh, series of deaths. And, and um, as she digs into it with, um, she winds up having to partner with uh, a woman that she doesn't get along with who's indigenous. And we get a real look at, at uh, indigenous culture in Alaska. We get a real look at what it's like uh, to live in Alaska at a time when, you know, they have, you know, extended periods of darkness and it affects people's behavior. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's a really well done thing. And even though Nick Pizzolazzo created the, the, the first season and was heavily involved with some of the other ones, there's a there's a woman who's involved with um, uh, writing and directing you know, this series okay. of stories. So it's it's a little, uh, it has a different, different flavor, feel but it to is it. very yeah. well done. Yeah. yeah, Liz, just a quick comment, like 20 seconds on season four, True Detective. I just want to say the woman's name. Issa Lopez is the showrunner on the sh on the season, and she does an incredible job uh, really bringing her own flavor to the concept. And uh, the chemistry between uh, the two stars is fantastic. That's great. True Detective, its fourth season on HBO streaming on Max, begins next Friday, January the 12th. I want to thank our TV critics for joining us, doing such wonderful work. Eric Deggins of NPR, Liz Shannon Miller of Consequence. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Air Talks TV Talk from LAist 89.3. If you like what you heard, please subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. The LAist Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.